The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to talk about product placement. Joining us is Aaron Schmidt, who is the Chief of Product Placement at Ben Labs, which is an entertainment AI company that enables brands and creators to capture human attention by tapping into integrated advertising across social media, streaming, TV, music, film content with a guaranteed ROI. Ben Labs consists of the world's largest creator and influencer marketing business, largest product placement and promotions, their licensing company. It's a huge business. They're wonderful at product placement. We're thrilled to have them. And in addition to providing us with our guest, Ben Labs is also a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. And today, Aaron and I are going to discuss technology-driven product placement. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Aaron Schmidt, the chief of product placement at Ben Labs. Aaron, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Excited to be here. I'm so happy to finally get you here. We took a while to get you scheduled for this interview, and I always find it interesting talking about Ben Labs and the type of product placement that you do. So first off, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for Ben Labs being our sponsor. Let's talk a little bit about product placement. Give me the overview of what you consider to be technology-driven product placement. Absolutely. So technology-driven product placement is actually understanding the process of product placement in a better way and using tech to identify the opportunities for brands, using tech to determine where brands should be based on their audiences and their audience engagement, and really helping both the creator community and the brand community connect through technology. It's funny because I think of product placement as being a marketing medium that stands the test of time. Also, not something that's specifically technology centric. I think of putting cars in movies, beers in hands on television shows. I'm sure I could list off a million different product placements. Uh, Tell me some of the highlights of product placements that Ben Labs has been known for that people might have seen. Well, I think you just mentioned all of the categories that we have worked in. So we did the James Bond Z3 BMW. We did the Camaro and Transformers. We did the Heineken in Bond as well. We did the Heineken in Ray Donovan. We've kind of been all over the place. We've did the KFC and Stranger Things. We have 40 years of history in this space. 
And it hasn't always been a tech-driven opportunity, but that's really where our evolution as Ben Labs has been. So when you're producing a film, right, you mentioned James Bond, you mentioned Transformers, those films don't happen overnight. We're not talking about viral social content, years of production, negotiations, TV stars backing out at the last minute. God knows what happens to produce movies. We hear all sorts of horror stories about this happen. How are you able to actually secure placements and what does the sort of mechanism look like to get a product into one of these big feature films? So we look at it in three different ways, and this is how anyone could secure a product placement. One is be a supporter of the industry, of the production community itself. So really the start of product placement begins in the late 70s in which it was expensive to produce a piece of content. So just the trade out of value of product was a huge resource. So one of our first clients was Jeep. And the fact that we could provide Jeeps for on-air screen time, and that would cut from a production budget. So that's the first point of entry, right? You can come in and you can supply products to a prop master, a set decorator, a stylist, or a transportation coordinator. The evolution of that has been as the industry has shifted and content has been decentralized, it's more and more expensive to produce content, going back to the financial gain of a production. And budgets are really limited with the big streamers. And so producers are actually looking at ways to offset production costs. And this is where brands can come in and pay for an opportunity and really start to drive value on the production side through monetary opportunities. And then the third is virtual product placement or digital insertion of products. So post-editing, post the production being filmed, you still have another opportunity to get your brand in that content through the ability to digitally insert it. So back in the day, I worked at eBay. It was probably about 10, 15 years ago now. And I remember the first Transformer movie was coming out and the brand team in a meeting let it slip that the producers of the Transformer movie had worked eBay into the script, but they forgot to get the rights from eBay for using the website. Somebody bought the spyglass cube of some sort and they bought it on eBay. And then all of a sudden, you know, the main character has the secret to the whole world good for eBay. But bad for the production company because they forgot to negotiate the rights and then eBay kind of had them over a barrel for using their product or service. Talk to me about what those relationships look like. You know, what did eBay basically get away with by not having to pay for their brand being featured? You know, that's the beauty of it. And this has come up so often recently where you've actually seen kind of negative experiences of product placement. Peloton is the example that got really hard hit two years ago with the Sex and the City spinoff and just like that. And the billion scene where they had two characters across those two series that either died or had a heart attack following using a Peloton. And really, in the world of content, the rights to use product, if it's a fair usage right and it really represents the brand in a non-disparaging way, usually a production doesn't have to seek permission to use a brand. We really work on the other side of things is encouraging productions to use the brand and really bringing brands to the table that productions might not really know about or have experience with or have a scripted opportunity that might be negative and we come in and really protect that brand. 
And that's, I think, with product placement, representation matters and making sure that you are representing your brand in the best of your ability because there is fair usage and it's kind of part of the natural state of how productions work. So my company's launching a content as a service service. We create podcasts for other brands. And let's say I want to, I think about product placement. We just rebuilt our website, buyhereverything.com. It's beautiful. And I want to do product placement. I want to include it in the movies so even my mom and dad can see it. Talk to me about how I would secure a relationship, figure out the right targeting, and then what might cost for me to get that level of exposure. So the way that we look at it is really investing in the space. It's really important as a brand, if you want to do product placement as a marketing medium, treat it as a marketing medium. And don't think of it as just, I want to be in this one show because this one show I have an affinity for. I think this is my perfect brand fit. Scale is incredibly important and making sure that you're scaling across the entertainment landscape. So that's the first piece of advice to any brand that wants to play in this space and then really invest in that space. So the way that it would work is you come in and you really start to look at what it is contextually you're looking to accomplish, what types of characters you feel fit your demographic, what type of content is your audience watching, and start to engage with producers to actually see if there's a right fit. The big philosophy that I've always had is don't force it, make sure it's authentic. So having conversations with producers is really important. So if they feel that there's a great opportunity for your brand, they will write it in. If they don't, they won't write it in and that's okay. And the way that we've really looked at how we source the opportunities and how we find the right fit is we're focused on audience and audience engagement. So we do audience clustering with our AI that's helping us understand an audience on your social channels and an audience on the social channels of a content creator or the content itself or the talent that's in there and finding where those audiences are overlapping from an engagement perspective. So that's how we're really starting to look at where you should be integrating into a brand and then predicting what those future impressions are as well. So that's where the technology piece comes in is really understanding how you navigate a decentralized, incredible marketplace of opportunities. So you're saying that my dream of having I hear everything on the price is right probably is a little bit mistargeted. That's really what I'm hearing. Well, we would have to run an analysis as a huge fan of Jeopardy. That might be a better spot for you. I don't even know who the host is anymore. I think I'm going to pass. Once they said no to Aaron Rodgers, I was out. Anyway, (laughs) I guess the big question for me is as brands that are thinking about whether product placement is the right fit for them. You mentioned Heineken. You mentioned BMW, consumer package goods, food and beverage, automotive. I didn't hear early stage startup tech centric services business like my I don't even know what to call us. Moral of the story is a question that I'm asking is what are the companies that product placement actually works for? How big do they need to be? Why should people consider this as a viable marketing channel for their brand? So it really runs the gamut. And I think it depends on the budget levels that you have as a marketer. 
we've actually done a lot of brand launches specifically for CPG brands where you can have that strong visualization. So early on in my career, I worked on a brand called X-Rated Fusion Liqueur. It was a hot pink vodka drink. X-Rated Fusion Liqueur. X-Rated Fusion Liqueur. Um, It was privately owned, sold to Campari about two years after we launched it. But the main strategy they had was product placement. And that bottle was all over content. It was crazy. We launched Palm Wonderful. We launched Red Bull. So there's been a lot of good brands that have used product placement as a launching pad for their brand. On the other end of the spectrum, we work with Canva and Zillow and ADT and really great brands that aren't a tangible, necessarily like hands-on product where you do have to engage further in the script and get those story moments and really work with the creative team to understand how this can come to life. And those are really exciting clients too, because they actually help tell a story. I think Canva is a great example of the creative community actually uses Canva. They're doing presentations. They're creating a lot of materials within Canva. So they're translating that to an on-screen element too, when it's they're using it in their own life. And that's that art imitates life scenario that you're seeing. So It really, in my experience, no brand is off limits. I think anyone who has the ability to spend in this space should do it. And we're seeing great results on the back end of that. You know, I think my takeaway here is that it doesn't matter what stage of your business you're in. Product placement can be an incredibly powerful way to build awareness and credibility with your audience. Now, look, if you're an early stage startup, these are marketing channels that might be a little bit more resource intense than you might want. But if you're a scaled business, if you're an enterprise grade, if you've got the ability to reach thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people within your content, product placement can be an incredibly powerful way to do that in an authentic fashion. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Aaron Schmidt, the Chief of Product Placement at Ben Labs. Join us again tomorrow when Aaron and I continue our conversation talking about measuring product placement in television. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Aaron, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is benlabs.com, B-E-N-L-A-B-S.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.